We're not very good at computers, are we? Let's go. Go. Welcome to the Creative Coding Podcast with me, Seb Lee Delisle. Me, Ian Lobb. What episode was it? Um, just, I don't know. Welcome to the all-new Creative Coding <laughs> Podcast. Yes, we're changing things up a bit from now on. Yeah, so do we want to go over the new, what our plans are anyway for the podcast? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so we want to do more episodes more often. Like every week. That would be the ideal. <laughs> and we Let's want just to, commit. But they're going to be a little bit shorter. Yeah, half an hour. And we're going to have more guests. Well, we always we already have lots of guests and interviews and stuff, but, but we're going to have going to even more. Even more. And you might get... Oh, nice. What was that noise? That's that my other Skype? computer. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Skype sound design. No, that's Windows sound design. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's Windows Vista sound that's design. Weird, it's terrible. Um, Windows sounds weird. So we're going to do more episodes. Oh, yeah, and we're going to have... There might be, there might be episodes that... Ha- that don't have both of us on, basically, yeah. is probably going to be the biggest change because just to get more episodes out, we're not always going to wait until we both have a, a window. If we can sort of get an interview or something, we'll just do yeah, that. Yeah, it, it be won't be just one of us by ourselves, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. no. I don't think we it's funny, pull like, that off. When I was sort of first got interested in podcasts and stuff, which was about probably about six or seven years ago, Yeah. I was like, because I always wanted to do a podcast like way before we did this one, um, and I was like, can you do it on your own? And like, people did used to do podcasts on their own back then. Yeah, really? And it's like, but you can't do it on your own. Like, it's, that would be so weird. Just like, a bit weird. Talking into the microphone about, well, I mean, okay, you can do it. Like, uh, McNally, who, who uh, Keith McNally, who edited the last episode, he has lots of excellent podcasts that are just him. But yeah. It's more like introducing music and things like that. Yeah, I guess it's more like a DJ then, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not mm-hmm. just. Uh, it's sort of a bit like, have you ever done a, a, like a, an online conference? I or, haven't, no. Yeah, it's like, because that's really weird. I don't they, really like doing yeah, them. They seem really stilted and horrible. And... It's really horrible. It was like, and I did one, what was it? It was CodeKen, which is normally a physical conference, but they ended up doing it as an online conference. And it was a Google Hangout. And people could listen in, but because of how it was set up, like, I couldn't see any of them. They messed it up. So it should have been that I could have been able to see at least, like, ten of them or something. Right. But actually, they messed up how, how it was set up. And it was only one guy. <laughs> it was one guy, which was the organiser. And it, so it was just his little face watching. And it oh, was just no. so weird. And it's on Terrifying. YouTube now. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, check that out. It's brilliant. <laughs> I find that in my teaching or my lecturing stuff, I, I find myself in sort of awkward situations. Like, for yeah. example, if you cover one you cover one lecture for a class that you don't normally teach. Oh, I wouldn't do that. And it's just like 15 students you've never seen before and they're just staring at you blankly. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, Why would you do that? But it's, you just have to not care and you just have to go, well, whatever, I'm just going to say my thing and whatever. You guys want to roll your eyes? Oh, you sound you. like quite the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do worry that I'm sort stuff. of. I do worry that the sort of more the longer I work there, the more sort of institutionalised I'm becoming. 
Really? Yeah, from being very idealistic about it to just sort of more accepting the grim realities of <laughs> what it's like uh, to, to sort of be a higher education sort of lecturer, but yeah. it's all good. It's all good. I, I definitely do my best to inspire. Yeah. Um, cool. So what, what's the... What, what are we starting with? <laughs> what? What? What, what, are what are we doing? What are we starting with? Uh, okay, where should we start? Well... You can have a very brief catch up. What have you? It's been a couple of months, isn't it? What have you been it's doing? Been a long time. Uh, had a nice Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I hibernated over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard to get back. Yeah. This year. Mm. But I, I feel like I'm back up to speed now. It's not bad, is it? Only two months in. That's not bad. I moved house as well. That's quite a big That's deal. Cool. Well done on that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> what? So yeah. What have I? Uh, I don't know. I released. I finished up some client work. I released Battle Cave to sort of do So which right. one's Battle Cave? Is that the platform game? Yeah, it's the platform game. Well, I only make platform games in my spare time, I think. But um, yeah, it's the platform game. You sort of walk downward through these dungeons and you sort of hit things. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's out now. You can play it on Congregate. Just search Battle Cave. I did play it. It was good. Cheers. I like and a good platform game. That was all right. That went fine. And... Yeah. Um, I'm just sort of working on... I'm just trying to think what I'd done. I had a really busy now. December teaching lots. January, kind of a write-off. Oh, no, I didn't. That's totally not true. I did um, the New Adventures conference. Right. And that was actually... It's a really good conference. Where's that one held? At, oh, it's in Nottingham. Right. But it was the third year, and it was the last year. It was at NA Conf. Yeah, NA Conf. Right, yeah, yes, um, I've seen NA Conf. Organised yeah. by Simon Collison, better well, how, known as Collie. How come it's the last year? Friends. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, like Simon is like a, a passionate designer, you know, and speaker. And they just put on this conference because they wanted all their friends to come and do something really cool in Nottingham. And because it was, because they're not like professional conference organisers, they actually put so much love into it. Mm-hmm. That it was like a really, really brilliant conference, but I think it was probably an awful lot of work, you know, because the, I mean the level of detail is ridiculous. Like they design a, a sort of newspaper every year for it, and <laughs> right. you know, even you can just tell straight away because the venue's brilliant and they really look after the speakers and they have lots of nice extra things going on, like a photo walk and like bowling night and stuff like that. You know, it's like one of those conferences that you can just tell is made with such love. Mm. so it was brilliant but I think um yeah probably Simon's probably just a bit burnt out and, and needs a bit of a break um and I think that he sort of in, implied that then he might be doing another type of conference uh, in the future that's less focused directly on web design and, and maybe looking at the wider uh, wider design world so I mean I'm sure they'll, they'll come back with another conference or with a, a refresh but um but yeah, it was. It was. I was actually at all three of them, and it was really interesting because at the last one, I spoke. Um, I, I've been doing quite a few web design conferences, trying to persuade web designers to learn to program JavaScript. Right. That's that's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, went down really, any really take, well. Any takers or not? I think so. Everyone seemed like really, really super positive about my presentation. In fact, it was probably. 
the, the sort of nicest reaction I've ever got from a conference. Like just so much, so many. I was sort of overwhelmed by really nice tweets. So it's sort of like I think that just sort of goes to show the sort of general vibe of the conference was really, you know, welcoming and and good. But it, it was interesting because I was at the first one, which was obviously. Um, well, two years before, but there were three altogether over two mm-hmm. years, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was only two years before, and, and I remember it really clearly because I didn't really know anyone in the web design world then, so I was a little bit on my own, and that was just at the time when Flash was kind of, well, it was, it was the, the sort of start of Flash Flashageddon, wasn't it? I'd just done my um, my Future of Flash talk, and um, there was lots of very angry people still. <laughs> um, and and it was my first. They still, but they still are, by the way. They're not so many, though, are they? Uh, they're, 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 of, they're just as angry. They're just they're sort of resigned. It's it's turned to sort of resentment. I know it's so funny. I mean, <laughs> it's not we, like we did. Yeah, we missed a bit of news, which was that uh, Adobe has sort of like cancelled one future sort of Flash project, which was a new virtual machine. I mean, it's, this means nothing to most people, but like. Yeah, it would have been sort of re-architecting the whole Flash player, and they decided not to do that. And why, why would they everyone that, was really? just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the general attitude." Because it's just like you're a Flash developer; you've been through sort of a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, come on, bring it on some yeah, more. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so I remember the first New Adventures conference, and there was one speaker, a, a funny guy. Um, I think it was Tim Van Dam. Mm-hmm. And he was just taking you through sort of web design practice. And and he um, he said something like, you know, whatever you do, don't do it in Flash. And I think he put a swear word in and it was such a ridiculous thing. I mean, obviously no one there would ever consider doing it in Flash. And everyone was like, oh, yes, yes, how ridiculous <laughs> is Flash? And I tweeted something like, anyone, any Flash developer who thinks that they're that Flash is in any way acceptable to the wider web design world is sadly oh, mistaken. Right, yeah, yeah. And that's what started um, one of a huge, you know, huge couple of blog posts and massive discussions. Flame war! But only, you know, in within just two years, it's gone from being something that lots of people would get angry about to something that's like, yeah, yeah, mm. we know it now. I think because... Even two years ago, we were still sort of in the territory of restaurant websites being made with Flash and things like that. Yeah. Like, this, you still had the tail end of that, sort of just people making mad things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. But, like, I think now, I think people appreciate the fact that, like, Flash is a sort of good hack to sort know, of get extra bits of... Still. I think in a couple of years, we'll look back on it and go, <laughs> I remember those crazy days it's of very Flash. Weird. But right now, it's a bit too soon. It's not... It's too... It's sort of like... In the 90s, the 80s were really uncool. But the <laughs> yes, 70s they were, were really and it's cool. impossible to imagine, to imagine that now. Yeah, and now, obviously, the 80s are really cool. Yeah, but what's weird about that is the 80s have been cool for sort of more than a decade now. Right. It's true, actually. They've That's... been cool since about 2000 or 99. Yeah, you know, my theory of that is because there was no real strong look in the 90s for us to be retro about now. Like oh, in the sort of 90s, grunge. I've seen it. I've seen a bit 70s. of. I've seen a bit of '90s retro, which is like the, <laughs> like the grunge look, like uh, really? the check shirts and like, check shirts over white long sleeve t shirts and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You were rocking that look, Seb. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't like to think about what I was wearing in the '90s. I mean, really. 
the nineties, yeah, it's hard to sort of be nostalgic for them because they were a time that was very nostalgic for the nineteen seventies. It was a weird time. It was when I was in a band for most of the nineties. That was what I was doing, and I was I was doing a lot, a lot of music. Mm. I've got loads of video footage. Like we went, um, we did a tour in in the south of France, and I've got like seven hours of footage of just m- the band and me looking really young and stupid, just saying really <laughs> stupid things. <laughs> what do you think of um, the sort of what are we now the teens are we calling it the teenies? Yeah. What do you think is the sort of defining uh, aesthetic and sort of? What will we remember it for this? Because I'm not sure I can really put any pinpoint what the noughties was. Yeah. It seems very non as well. Well, maybe because we didn't grow up in it, you know, I don't know. Maybe because, well, I think I'm probably, I'm probably not on the forefront of fashion, really. Hold on, we might need to change Skypes because Windows is threatening to restart itself. Oh. They just don't, they just don't get it. Why is Windows start restarting itself? What's wrong with it's it? It's not giving me an option either. It's just like I'm going to restart. In te- it, you know the thing Windows that does, right? Where it's yeah. just like I'm going to restart this computer. This is your 15-minute warning. Yeah. So I need to open my other Skype so that we can switch across, but that's not too bad. Right. <laughs> Madness. But, um, yeah, so I'm like on Windows 8 now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Is it? It's actually, it's all right. It's like, it's, it's not right. as bad as everyone makes out. If you're... <laughs> not as bad no, as you'd think. If you move from, like, say, if you move from Windows to Mac, yeah, OS. Yeah. And you go, you sort of go, oh, well, well, that's weird. Where's that button? And like, oh, that's weird. I can't do that. Or like, oh, this thing's in a different place, right? Yeah. It's just, it's no, it's no different to that. It's just like they've moved a few menus. Otherwise, it's just exactly the same sort of windowed operating system. Yeah. And you just have to ignore that there's a tablet interface, like... What, the, the whole Metro that keeps, thing? That keeps popping up, yeah. Although it's not called Metro, but... It's not. No, they're not allowed to call it that. Why not? Uh, it's a trademark dispute. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So... You have to ignore that it's got a tablet interface on it because you don't you don't want to use your laptop in as a tablet, especially yeah. if it hasn't got a touchscreen, because <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense at all. So yeah, but it's fine. Like all the things they've actually made a lot of improvements, and I think Microsoft did a very bad job when they launched it of going on about legacy mode and stuff like that, because obviously they wanted like from a marketing point of view they want to push all the new stuff. Yeah, but. In there, there's still all of Windows. It all works fine. Like, so that's my thoughts on Windows 8. But like, I can't imagine buying anything from the Windows 8 store. Sorry, Microsoft guys, but like, I'm never in that interface. And when it comes up, I'm like, whoa, what's this stuff? Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not hugely excited about getting a Windows computer. Really, I've been playing a bit with Raspberry Pi, and I feel like I'm. That was quite fun, you know, to get a bit more into Linux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that would probably be more useful for me, really, to understand Linux a bit. Oh, I'm not saying that you should go onto Windows. But you know what? I do feel, (laughs) because obviously I used Windows for years. I only really got a Mac perhaps, I don't know, four or five years ago, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a long time ago. Um, And and I definitely feel like my Windows skills are, you know, I'm losing them. Mm. And and I think there's there's possibly an argument for still having them. Although it is quite refreshing if someone wants me to fix their computer 
and it's a Windows machine. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what I say is I've got a snarky lines that I say like, oh, I can't remember them now, though. Like my mum, for example, is always say. asking. And I say <laughs> things like, you know, would you ask Ernest Hemingway to fix your biro or something like that? <laughs> what? Why don't you just say no? Huh? Yeah, because you, you I just think... You have to answer some pretentious I, way. I like to sort of find ways to tease my mother. So, yeah. Well, my argument being that, like, I write computer software. I absolutely know nothing about how computers work. Yeah. Like, I've got... I have take absolutely no shame in that. Like, my brother is, like, nothing to do with the computer... The sort of development industry or anything. But, like, he can set you up, like, a computer network way better than I ever could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess IT is a different skill, isn't it? Mm. Okay, cool. So what else can we talk about this week? Um, oh, I've also got an iPad at Christmas. It's cool. Did you not have an iPad before? I didn't have one, no. And like, really? Yeah, and I really feel like I've missed out on what iOS uh, really is about. Yeah. Because... You've had an iPhone for a while, right? Yeah, I've had an iPhone for ages, and I like, I like it and everything. But like the iPad mm. is, even though you've got it with you a lot less... Yeah. So it's a lot less practical in a lot of ways. The uh, just for things like games and like applications. So you're enjoying it. Well, I've had an iPad for a while. I don't really use it that much, but I do like it. No, I quite like yeah. an iPad Mini because you know I I controlled um, Pixel Pyros with an iPad, and sure. it was just a bit a bit heavy and a bit bulky. Yeah. So a Mini would be perfect. I mean, for that. to be honest, like the iPad is only used for games. Mm. But like it is a really nice thing to play games on, like yeah. So okay. and 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 now going back to the iPhone, it's like why did I ever really think about like making iPhone games because this screen is too small to like do anything. Yeah. And like you understand a lot better why there's only certain types of games on the iPhone because it's such a small screen. Yeah. It's got to just be a little throwaway thing. It really, YouTube. it really sort of leads you in that direction. Like, yeah. Whereas on the iPad, there's there's this game called The Room, for example, which is sort of like a, a Chinese puzzle box type game, and it's really right. cool. And it just lends itself to sort of more immersive experiences and sort of bigger things. I um I bought The Room. You know, I saw you tweet about yeah. it. Whenever I see anyone tweet about a game, I'm like, okay, buy it. And then right. I never actually have time to play it. You haven't it. played it yet. Oh, no. So oh, there is one amazing amazing ios game called space team right yes you, i've heard of that have yeah. you seen it it's, it's so cool it's like a it's a is it a co-op game or something <laughs> it's just a really simple idea like you play with like i think two to four people and everyone needs their own iphone or ipad and the game starts and you're all playing together the idea is that you're all crew on some sort of starship and yeah. you've each got this sort of console <laughs> of buttons and knobs and switches and you get a command but it you have someone else will have like say say someone will get a command like um in you know invert the phase of the flux capacitor or whatever it is yeah um but you might not have the flux capacitor on your screen so you have to shout it out to see if someone else has got that and then they have to Mm. reverse reverse the phase um, so it's just crazy because you're just saying all these like random techno babble things and you're shouting out to each other and it's just, yeah, it's hilarious. Definitely check it out. It's absolutely brilliant. Cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. I like those games where they're like multiplayer though. Like my yeah, favorite I mean... iPad game is, oh, there's one called Achtung, which is really good. It's sort of like a, a snake game, but right. it's, it's not like, um, limited to 90 degrees. It's like, you know. 
your your little dots are moving yeah. around at any sort of angle, and and so four people can play on the corners of the iPad, which right. I, I really enjoy those sort of games. There's yeah. also um, Marble Mixer, which is really good. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, mm. Yeah. So yeah, so I think the iPad is cool for games. Really, I think like I was sort of missing out or sort of missing misinterpreting what iOS was like. Really. Yeah. Because I think the iPad is a way better. Uh, did the iPad came out first or the iPhone? The iPhone came out first, right? Yeah. But it feels like it's, the iPad... It wasn't that long ago. It feels You've like... what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really care about Apple and stuff back then, though. Like, I still don't really, but... Uh, <laughs> like, it really seems like the iPad is the, the sort of the native thing and that the iPhone is like a shrunk version. Really? That's how it seems to me, yeah. Like, hmm. I don't know. Because there's like I don't know, so like you haven't got enough space on an iPhone screen to do anything really. Like everything's all yeah. miniaturized. I got my mum an iPad last year. Uh huh. Popular she's, and or she's not? never used a computer or anything right. in her life, so she loves it actually. You know, emailing and looking things up on the internet and stuff. Yeah. Like this is totally new to her. That's cool. Um, but you know, I'm a lot happier about helping her sort out an iPad <laughs> yeah. than like a, a computer. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. She seems to really love it, so that's cool. Mum, go to the command line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you might need sudo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Kind of... On a sort of related subject, I've been doing mm-hmm. Aral's iOS development workshop this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I mean, um, I did it about three years ago, which is kind of scary, you know, because it doesn't seem that long ago. Um, so, so yeah, I did his workshop three years ago on, and that was, I think just right when the iPhone four came out. So we just got retina display for the first time. Right. Um, and that's when I made kit and conveyor belt, which was, yeah, took a ridiculously long amount of time really. But coming back to it now, having not really done much native iOS development at least, um, it's interesting to see how it's changed and it has changed quite a lot. They're constantly sort of evolving it, um, Xcode 4 seems to have matured a bit now where it's I think when it first came out it was a bit flaky but now it seems pretty solid and they've um integrated you know I don't know if you've ever done you probably haven't done develop, native development before but there used to be a thing called interface builder which uh-huh, allowed yeah. you to sort of lay out your screens and mm. then you'd sort of import it into your project but now that that's all built into to Xcode it's, it seems a lot slicker um, there's also extra things in the language that make things easier as well um, like they're doing a few things a bit more automatically for you so it's quite amazing actually to see how that you know behind the scenes of iOS the things that are really um, constantly changing and improving uh, and, and I really like um, Coco Touch. I think it's a really well-built component framework. It's very, very powerful. There's a lot of stuff under the hood. It's actually quite complicated if you're just coming to it. But you you realise that actually, although it seems a bit complicated, like under the hood, there's a whole lot more complicated stuff going on that mm. often gets overlooked. Things like accessibility and power management and... You know, just stuff like that that's really, really properly thought through and engineered. So, mm. I don't know, I'm, in, I'm impressed. It Are you going to use your knowledge to do something? Yeah, I've got a, a couple of... I mean, I, I wouldn't mind just doing an app just really to make sure that I properly learnt it, to be honest. Um, it, it is, like I say, it is a bit complicated. It does take you a while to figure out all the, the sort of details and the concepts and how it works. 
Um, sure. Like I, I thought, um, I want to make a, an app for comedians to time their shows with. Right. Uh, because obviously you can't be looking at a timer or anything. I thought just a simple timer, like really focused. There are loads of timers on, on the app store, but one in, that's just aimed for comedians that's you can set to like 10 minutes or 12 minutes or whatever, and you can get a little warning vibration, you know, a minute or two minutes before your time yeah. is up. Um, and obviously, like building the core functionality of that is really easy. Like building a timer is going to be totally, totally straightforward. But the bit that's really hard is all the the stuff that you need to know about power management. Because ideally, <laughs> to I stop want the this... phone turning off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want the phone. I want it to still run in the background. Right. You know, because ideally, you'll put your phone in, in the lock screen and stick it in your pocket, and I still want it to work. Um, and and iOS has implemented like multitasking and background tasks and stuff now, but it's quite because they don't just let you do anything like Android. Yeah, <laughs> you know you've sure. got to sort of there's some rules to adhere to, which is obviously a good thing because you don't really want all your apps doing loads of stuff in the background. But um, so yeah, I'm I'm sort of on that at the moment. See, so, yeah, I'll let you know how I get along. Cool. Good but luck with that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... Oh, I wanted to say actually because. There's a reason um, it was it was a, a guy um, Steve Mould who was on my workshop in Oxford that I did in January and he's a a, a science presenter but he's right. done stand up before so it was him that gave me the idea and he's one of the festival of the spoken nerd people right. um, yeah. I did a guest spot there uh, last year in London and they've invited me back f- to be their guest for the three shows at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London Wow! in April so I'm really excited about that and I'm going to be doing like lots of cool interactive stuff all the glow sticks and motion detection That's and live cool. coding and stuff so I'm really excited about that I think it's uh, 16, 17, 18 of April in London at the Bloomsbury Theatre That's cool and is everyone else like a stand-up? Sort of, yeah. There's, there's three of them. Um, Steve Mould, uh, Matt, I've forgotten Matt's surname now. He's a, he's a, um, a maths comedian. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and Helen Arney, I think, is a physicist, but she plays ukulele and sings as well. So, I mean, it's just a really, really fun evening. I was a fan of the show before I was invited on it. And Are two of them, like, a couple or not? I don't think so. Oh, because I saw this, like, sort of... Comedy duo, science comedy duo thing. Yeah. And they had, it was like domestic science or something. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it might be the same people, but it's obviously not. So. I'm not but sure. It doesn't sound would, like it. They all get out a ukulele at some point these days, though. Like. Yeah, everyone's got to have a <laughs> ukulele. Got to. Yeah. <laughs> sing, sing a twee little song on the ukulele. Yeah. It's um no it's it's a fun show though it's sort of aimed at our kind of people you know so it's sort of no, just, massive nerds yeah uh, well it's just people who are interested in um in in learning stuff and uh, having a sort of thoroughly right. entertaining time I don't know because is that stuff imaginary because I think really you're only a nerd if you're into sort of imaginary things really yeah that, this is just you got to draw the line somewhere like for example. I don't think you're a nerd if you sort of know a lot about science. You're you're sort of scientist. You're a nerd if you sort of know a lot about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> because it it serves no purpose. Okay, so so basically, if you know stuff about useful things, that's 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 that disqualifies you. 
because yes. that actually provides yeah. some sort of use. The idea behind yeah. being a nerd is that you know a lot about a useless subject. Absolutely nothing, yeah. Okay, would you, yeah. would you consider <laughs> you have knowledge about... Uh, I'm slightly subject? nerdy, I know I'm nerdy about some things, I suppose. Yeah? Not about other things. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good I don't theory. know. I'm just trying to sort of... Well, you know, like, for example... Uh, uh, Brian Cox, the most famous scientist in Britain at the moment. You could hardly say he's a nerd. No. He was in Dream, so <laughs> like, I'm not, I oh, think he's so, oh, what a nerd! But it's like he's obviously not a nerd, is he? He's just someone who so, knows so about science. So you're saying he's too cool? I'm not saying he's too cool. I'm just saying like we need to draw the line on the usage of the N word here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The N-word is nerd now, is nerd, it? Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, what else are we... Uh, well, we're, we're running out of time, so we should think yes. about wrapping up. Let's wrap it up. So, Let's wrap it up. Okay, well, that was a nice little sort of... Yeah, it's good. I think it's good. I think this could work. It could. That was perfectly manageable and fine, yeah. even though two computers exploded and it was all a huge disaster. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm but getting back get, to my work now, Hacks Enemy. I'm, I'm going off to London today yep. to meet Stacey Mulcahy, cool. who'll be a guest on an upcoming episode. Probably the next episode, I'd imagine. Well, maybe. Who knows? We'll just record her, and then it's the next episode, right? And we'll just release it next week. No, we do them all live. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, cool, so that should be fun. Cool. Mm, all right excellent well um yeah perhaps you guys out there could let us know what you think uh, if there's any special guest requests that you have or any questions you'd like to ask us get in touch on our website creativecodingpodcast.com and we'll see you next week thanks a lot bye-bye bye